What's up, guys? It's David Hess from the Rising Above podcast. Have you ever thought or dreamed about starting a podcast? Well, look no further. Anchor has all the tools necessary to record a podcast from your computer or phone. You heard that right. They make it so simple. When you host your podcast on Anchor, they will distribute your podcast on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Honestly, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place, which is why I host on Anchor. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm today to get started. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rising Above podcast, a platform for you to share your story. Oftentimes, we all have something that happens to us in life and we have no way of sharing. Many people want an outlet, whether it's writing a book or going on a massive networking platform or starting an inspirational social media account. With the Rising Above platform, anyone with an inspiring, motivating, or interesting story can come on and share. It could be anything from the struggles of starting a business, the struggles of overcoming homelessness or mental illness. I've interviewed victims of rape, sexual assault, and abuse. There is no subject that is off limits. This platform offers a safe and fun way for you to share your story through a one-on-one experience. If you would like to share your story, the best way to reach out would be through social media. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook or through email. All the links will be provided in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Rising Above podcast. My name is David Hess, and today I have Nat Spins with me. She is a local performance artist uh, here in, I guess, mid-Michigan area. Um, I don't really want to talk too much. I want, her, I want to let her explain what she does. Uh, so I guess with that being said, how are you doing today, Nat? I'm doing very well. I got my Starbucks here, so I'm feeling pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good. I don't have Starbucks, so I'm I not. I'm not on. One. I'm not on your level yet. Dang it! I had. It's okay. I had like four cups of coffee today. Okay. So. So I'm, you're feeling as like. I'm feeling as, as I am right now. Yeah, like, and if I had ooh. coffee, I wouldn't sleep tonight. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I drank <laughs> this too fast because I'm like, woo, let's go. That's the problem with like like a like a, a flavored coffee like that. You yeah. just suck it down. Right. Exactly. And then you got to pee a lot, and then you're exactly. just full of energy. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> what kind of coffee is that? Um. So I am a a basic witch um and i got myself a pumpkin <laughs> spice latte you can swear on this podcast just so oh, sweet <laughs> yep. so it's a pumpkin spice latte yes oh yeah oh, you're a pumpkin person i am i am i love the fall very much it reminds me of fuzzy socks and grandpa sweaters and reading a book under a big cozy blanket it's just like a comfort like season next I to think. the fire yeah exactly you got it exactly yep. yeah that's as basic as you can get for fall yeah <laughs> me <laughs> <laughs> now you're from the mid-michigan area where are you from um tell me a little bit about yourself so i grew up in lansing okay. but i live in charlotte i always tell people lansing is my arts community like that's where my community is and charlotte is re- where i rest my head um, why did you choose charlotte it's i mean i love charlotte it's cool because it's got everything you need out there like stores wise and community wise there's a lot of it doesn't have a starbucks I know they have a big B, <laughs> but I mean, we have a, a small business. It's called Evelyn Bay Coffee Shop. Yep. And it kind of makes up for it. I mean, they have some good coffee they out there. Have, so they do have good coffee. Against Charlotte that they don't have a Starbucks. They also don't have a B dubs, which 
I'm personally offended about, but <laughs> maybe someday, I'm hoping. I would think that's probably the next chain that's going to go there because they have every single fast food joint possible. Right. I'm sending it out into the universe right now. Starbucks <laughs> needs, or Charlotte needs a, a, a B-dubs in a Starbucks. Yeah. That's, that's funny. Um, so you're from the, the Lansing area. Uh, were you born and raised here? So I was actually born in Stockton, California. Oh, wow. And came to Lansing, Michigan when I was just a wee bairn and um, grew up on the, for the most part, on the south side of Lansing. And then I went to, um, when I was about 12 or 13-ish, I moved to the west side of Lansing and went to Waverly. Okay. So when did you graduate? Um, I actually... Is that your phone? Oh, How not, dare I can't you? Believe, and you know what? It's my boyfriend, <laughs> Matthew, and he knows better, you know? <laughs> Do you need to send him a text message or something? No, okay. it's okay. <laughs> He'll be okay. He'll fare well on his own for a little while. Um, but um, so I actually ended up dropping out of school and getting my GED because I just wanted to do my own thing. And okay. I didn't really like school very much. So. so what was your own thing? What did you decide to do? <laughs> well, I, I don't think I had a direction for the longest time. I, I had a really strange upbringing, like... Um, and how so? So, um, single parent household, the single parent was, was a drinker and, um, can you pull the mic a little bit closer? Yeah. You can, you oh, can, can literally just drag. Yeah. You can drag right. it wherever you need. Oh. It moves. It's not going to hit me in the face. Okay. Nope. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. So I grew up in a single parent household. I have a uh, single mom raising two kids. Um, she had a drinking problem a bit and the household got quite tumultuous at times um it wasn't very often that I wanted to be home and so I guess doing my own thing just depended on the day I really liked being around other people and um I had a, an appreciation I guess for just being outside and walking and seeing different places and um I was lost for a really long time so I didn't really have a direction it was just I didn't want to go home yeah I understand yeah um so how is that relationship now? Do you guys have a... Um, I don't have a relationship with my mother anymore. Mm. And it's it's not for lack of trying. It's um, just what's healthier, I think, for both of us to not really have a relationship. And that, that's a, it's a tough, tough thing to come to, to, to realize that somebody who should be of importance like that, um, right. you can't have a relationship with. Yeah. It's it difficult. Is. It is hard. Um, and basically what it came down to is um you know throughout my life for most of my life i was living for other people um trying to make family members happy and trying to seek approval and even though i was living you know for the longest time trying to live like a cookie cutter life mm -hmm. as i got into my like early 20s or so i settled down i got married had kids we had the house and like all of these things that still like inside, I didn't feel good about myself or my life. Like it wasn't what I wanted for myself. Um, and this is what my family pressured me kind of to do and still didn't get the approval that I was really looking for. Well, that's kind of the, like the, the lines of society, right? That's, yeah. that's kind of what society pushes is, you know, this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go to college, get a degree, have right. kids, get yes. married, buy a house, have a white picket fence. Yes. And... I mean, in, in, in reality, that's not necessarily what makes you happy, right. but you get you get kind of too involved in, in life 
get wrapped up with all this debt and you know right. you have kids and you just kind of can't leave that lifestyle and kind of go and make or kind of do what makes you happy right exactly um and so i just kept doing these things that it looked like made other people happy but inside it it wasn't feeling very great for me um and so after my second child it was in um going into 2016 um I, I suffered from postpartum depression for a long time and um, I just couldn't, it was like to this point where um, I couldn't really drag myself out of this depression. And so I, I, I like I said, I'm a basic bitch. I like, <laughs> I like New Year's resolutions too. So they really work for me. So going into 2016, I made myself like a short list of things that I wanted to work on um, to try to heal myself if I could. Um, if not, then I was going to resign to taking antidepressants if I needed to. It was kind of my last, um, my worst case scenario mm -hmm. if I needed to. Not, not that there's anything wrong with it if people do take them. It's just for me, I wanted to see if, if it was environmental more than chemical. Right. So, um, you know, because I knew I came from that like weird background and it could have just been an accumulation of things that affected the way that I was feeling and the pressures I was putting on myself. Right. And so I needed to find a thing, something to bring color back into my life. Um, about halfway through 2016, I had already tried several different hobbies like yoga and wireworking and different. What's wireworking? Wireworking is like, um, it's literally, have you, have you ever seen like wire jewelry where they, they might have a stone or something that's wrapped in wire okay. and yep. like that kind of stuff. And I made these cool like elf ear type things that, oh, cool. that you just kind of hook onto your ear and they have the little points and little dangly things and stuff. Cool. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. But then about halfway through 2016, I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw somebody hoop dancing and they were hula hooping around their shoulders and they did this little duck out thing. And then the hula hoop went around one shoulder and then they popped their head back in. And they kept dancing. And I'm like, that is so badass. Like, I want to try <laughs> that. And literally that day I looked up how to make dance hula hoops. And then I went and bought all the accoutrements for that at the Home Depot. And I haven't stopped since. And that was in 2016. And it like it's brought a lot of color back into my life. Literally, because literally, it's on fire. It's on fire, <laughs> yeah. And um, and it's crazy because like, at that time, I you know, before hula hooping, I was very isolated. Um, my partner at the time was not very supported, supportive of my dreams outside of the family environment. Very um, conservative views. Um, you know, stay home with the kids. I was homeschooling. I was. Oof. Yeah, and it was it was it was hard work, you know, with three three kids. I had a mm -hmm. stepdaughter at the time too. And I didn't get any time for myself because I was feeling pressure from myself to portray this image of like I'm keeping it together with the family <laughs> stuff and then pressure from my husband and it it really took a lot to to break through that and like untangling his opinions and other people's opinions and all that stuff from the way that I viewed my life and myself. And I've kind of paved my own way from there. And I'm a lot happier now. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So going back to when you first started hula hooping, you went and bought all the material to make hula hoops. Yes. How do you make hula hoops? So um, the way that I made them was with irrigation tubing. It's that they come in 100-foot rolls at pretty much any hardware store. Okay. Um, it's that black irrigation tubing. And um, you... It, 
a 100-foot roll makes about 10 to 15 hula hoops, depending on the sizes you make. Okay. And you just cut them, and then you put them together with a male-to-male coupling, and then I secure them with rivets because if, you know, over time <laughs> it wears out and they can open up while you're trying to hula hoop and mm-hmm. it's kind of dangerous. Yeah, I could yeah. imagine. Yeah. And then if you want to get all fancy with it, you can put fancy tapes on it or just electrical tape is what I use a lot of times. So um, how, so you watched a video on somebody hula hooping. Mm-hmm. Um, was it a professional? No, it's actually somebody I went to high school with. She also taught me guitar <laughs> back in <laughs> high school, which is something that I use now too. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so it was a friend of mine. I just happened to be scrolling through Facebook and I saw one of her cute videos of her hula hooping and I started picking her brain and she taught me a couple things and then I learned the rest from YouTube and then finding my community. So there is a community of hula hoopers in, in mid-Michigan. Oh my gosh, yes. There's a ton of us, and we have festivals and stuff, too. Um, yeah, if you want to learn hula hooping, there is a huge hoop dancing community. Flow, there... flow arts in general. It's not just hula hoops. It's different props, too. Okay, like what? Um, so there's poi, which is basically uh, a ball on a string. It comes in a set, and people, like, spin them around and do um, different shapes and designs with the poi, and they do tosses and all kinds of crazy stuff. How do they learn this? Um, lots and lots of practice. Um, <laughs> community helps. I, I'm telling you, if you can find your community, you can learn things so quickly because then you can get feedback that you wouldn't right. get in a YouTube tutorial. Right. Um, but you know, that, that's how I learned so quickly is, oh, that's a sweet trick. Can you teach me that? Okay. I'm getting stuck in this part. Give me feedback. What am I doing with my body? That's wrong. You know? Right. Yeah. So that's the best way to learn it. So with hula hooping, you obviously have to move your body a specific kind of way. Like it, you, you're dancing, right. essentially. You're, you got to be like free free moving. Yes. Do you stretch? Do you do any kind of exercises to strengthen certain parts of your body to make it easier? So I, I would recommend stretching. I don't always stretch, which is bad. Um, <laughs> um, there's definitely stretches you can do with a hula hoop. Um, there's actually this awesome um, yoga teacher who does this um, yoga and hula hoop mashup. Her name is Jenny Wags, or Jenny Wagaman, um, but she's Jenny Wags on, on Facebook and Instagram. And she does yoga round, and you can do stretches with the hula hoop and oh. stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Cool. Um, but then as far as, like, strengthening, it, what it comes down to is, like, muscle memory. So when I first started hoop dancing, I couldn't hoop at all. I couldn't hula hoop on my waist. It just was a matter of practicing and trying to – to build that muscle memory and then over time it just it's just second nature and you can do it okay uh, just practice yeah. how uh, how many hours or how many i guess how long every day do you practice so right now i would say i don't practice every day right now just because i just got out of my busy season so um i'm kind of in a in a time of rest but i would say on average one to two hours a day if I can fit it in there. But this is my job. Like, probably the average person wouldn't have time to do it that long. You make but, money doing this. But this is my job, yeah. I bought a house last year doing this. This is my, yeah, I'm building my life on this. Yeah. It's That's awesome. It's a huge blessing. Like, I, yeah, I still look at it, and I'm just like, how the fuck did this happen? Because <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I hit rock bottom, and then I rebuilt my life on this. And I have more time with my kids. I'm doing things that I love. I'm helping my community. I'm getting other performers jobs. Like they're being paid to do this. And yeah, it's, yeah, I look back on my life sometimes and I'm just, I don't know how it happens. I feel like a Disney princess or something like this isn't real. (laughs) Well, I mean, oftentimes 
when someone's unhappy and then they they make a, a conscious decision like all right that's it i'm not happy i need to change you know i, I need to make some sort of some sort of decision to where my life is going to change drastically yeah. and then you start going a certain way and you find find something that helps you kind of kind of leave the situation you're in or helps you emotionally and then you put all your energy and effort into that right and then it just becomes something because you're putting everything into that yes and and then you end up where you are now right exactly that's that's exactly what happened it's been a long process you know I did a lot of working for free to kind of build my you know I I've always had horrible stage fright mm-hmm. like I up until I would say 2016 2017 when I started performing I would be shaking <laughs> um, the hoops go fine <laughs> yeah, yeah sometimes that would happen and um so I've been able to work through that but there's been a lot of things that I've had to work through like that imposter syndrome like you know, there's other mm-hmm. people that are better than me or that have been doing this longer than me. Do I really deserve this? Is this, you know what I mean? Right. Should I be yep. do- taking this from them or yep. something like that? Um, I just had, a lot of that. I had that at kind of, I mean, I guess sometimes I still get that, you know, yeah, like with a podcast. Sure. Like when I first started doing this, I'm like, I, I suck at podcasting. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not that person. That person does a really good podcast. But then you, you sit there and think like, okay, well, people are wanting to come on and people are wanting to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously I'm not going to be that person. Right. I'm I'm my own person. This is its own thing. Exactly. And it is what it is. Yeah. And it just as long as it is what it is and you put your effort and everything into that, then it Exactly. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> you don't want to be a copycat. You no, want to be don't. original. And that's right. that's part of branding too is like um, you know, it was kind of confusing when I first started my business and where I am now where it like when I first started, I was like intentionally trying to portray like an image that would attract people to my business and right. want to hire me. But now it's like um, I have my own voice and I'm just my my vulnerable, like open self. You know, I don't like to share too many personal things mm-hmm. um, about my life. But um, at the same time, I guess basically what I'm saying is people enjoy talking to you because you're authentic right yeah. and um and that's what they look for and i and i listen to some of your episodes and i i think you sound great oh, i thank you. yeah you sound very professional you don't uh you sound like you're actually listening and that um you're interested in what people have to say and i think that's really important oh. um, as a podcast host well you thank know? you yeah appreciate that of course what's the name of your business so i so it's officially called nat spins motley misfits LLC. And um, I went with that name because I already know that it's going to expand into more than just hula hoops and fire dancing. Okay. Um, it's going to be an accumulation of performance artists and we're just going to be this kind of, I, f- I have this image in my head of like the Justice League of like flow <laughs> artists of like just, <laughs> you know. Um, so what is the business that you formed? Is it a place for other artists or I guess performers, not artists, sorry. I yeah, guess you kind of, you kind of, yeah, yeah, you'd be an artist um, for other performers to come and like, like, what would it be? So my dream is to, for this business to continue beyond m- me. So when I get to the point where I can't perform anymore, nobody wants to see my body in skin tight <laughs> costumes anymore. Um, so other people will be able to do that. I want to provide entertainment 
for events and festivals and things like that. And I want people to, to know that they can come to me for entertainment and kind of have like an a la carte of entertainers that they can choose from. Oh, okay. This is like a one-stop shop for your entertainment needs. Now, would you help with possibly with like marketing, like other art or other performers and yes, absolutely. Um, creating other like events? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's kind of what we do in Charlotte. So okay. um, even though it's um, Flames and Dames is what is, is what our group is called. We're just, you know, the three of us. Um, so Nat Spins, Anna Faye, and Paige Marie, we're the three main people in Flames and Dames. But we bring on other artists or fire performers to perform okay. with us that are also being paid for their work. And we promote them as well with special guests, so-and-so. And we want to get the word out that there's you know, yes, we do like hula hoops and fans and dragon stuff, but this person also offers these things and he does solo work and he's professional and, um, you know, and give them an opportunity to gain experience and, and all of that as well. Cool. So yeah, does what that answer it, your question? So flame, flames and dames, that's the three of you. That's your group. Yes. Okay. So when you guys do like an event together or when you do an event, you're doing it with these three people. Yes. Or two people. Yeah, two other people. Yeah, us three. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) exactly. Okay. Yeah. And how many events are you doing a week or a month? So, um, so I work with Flames and Dames, and then I also do my solo work. So I would say Flames and Dames is probably doing four to five events a month. Wow. Um, where not including that, I was during the summer I was averaging about, let's see like 12 a week ish holy cow yeah yeah it like my summer months are are i I got really lucky so i i do like school assemblies and uh, daycare centers and i do um like a hula hoop science show and and things like that and i travel all over michigan and sometimes out of state to teach kids about flow arts and following their dreams and don't let anybody tell you you can't do it kind of stuff you know um and then that's what i do monday through friday and then uh, a lot of times on the week i'll have like gigs on the weekend for nat spins like separate from the school assemblies okay yeah so um so you're for hire people can be like hey come come to my birthday yes, party absolutely oh, yeah cool mm-hmm. that's cool i might have to hire you at some point that'd be awesome <laughs> um yeah. so you kind of said that you came from a more uh, conservative type background with your family or was that was that your your husband my husband okay my so ex-husband <laughs> when you took up hula hooping what were what did people say because um, obviously if you were to tell somebody hey I'm, I'm gonna start doing hula hooping they're gonna be like what <laughs> so I can tell you that I've re- received very little um, approval from my family on on the hula hooping I've even gotten kind of made fun of about the fact that I'm in my 30s and I'm playing with hula hoops for a living <laughs> but at the same time that's kind that's of rude. my message to people is like don't stop playing right like, that's the right. key to, to happiness is don't don't forget to make time to play mm-hmm. Um so, but with the disapproval of my family and my ex-husband and how they kind of pick on me about it, like I have received so much more positivity from outside sources, just people feeling inspired or, um, you know, thank you for that reminder and, and all of that. So, um, yeah, not, not really supportive in, in my family, but more support from friends and, and people that have seen our shows and kind of read my, my blog posts and things like that. What about now, now that you're successful doing it and 
people can see that you you've made a living doing it not really no no they haven't come around not at all no um i think they see i don't know if they would consider it success i don't really know it's it's hard because um they're they're very old-fashioned in their ideas of success um i did go to college but i didn't get my degree and that's probably the biggest disappointment what did you go to college for um, well, originally I went to college for criminal justice because I wanted to be a police officer and I was doing really well with that and four pointing in school. And then I had my second baby and I couldn't, I couldn't continue doing it. Um, I did eventually change my major over to creative writing since I've been doing like writing type things, um, since I was very little and I still don't have my degree, but I'm about one semester away from getting wow. that degree. Yeah. Are you going to go back? I should. I'm avoiding it because I have to do, you know, they have like the common core classes and I am right. horrible when it comes to math <laughs> and I've just been like avoiding it. <laughs> I, I, hear wanna, you. I'm I don't want to do math. <laughs> I'm terrible at math. Yeah. That's the only <laughs> thing keeping me from my degree. <laughs> oh my gosh. So funny. Yeah. I had to do a uh, kindergarten ma- or no first grade math the other day and I'm like, what? This makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I feel that. I feel that. How old are your kids? Uh, my daughter's six and my son is four. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I have an 11-year-old and a almost seven-year-old. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so your seven-year-old's, I'm assuming, in second grade? Um. Well, she's almost, she's in first grade. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay. And then your 11-year-old's? She's in, she, she'll be 11 this year and she is in fifth grade. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't imagine once my kids get into fifth grade, what kind of, math i'm gonna be able to do there's no way so lucky that she's good at math (laughs) sometimes she'll ask questions and i'm like let's bring up youtube and see if we can find the answer to this (laughs) or ask your teacher (laughs) so what is what does your kids think about you hula hooping um they think it's pretty cool um so i think it's kind of a mixed bag like on the one side my oldest she's kind of getting to that age where mom isn't as cool as she (laughs) used to be anymore not so dependent on me right but at the same time um she she admires that i'm a strong person and that's something (laughs) the other day she was telling me about i want to grow up to be strong and do my own thing too just like you Uh um but on the other end of it she is sick of the hula hoops everywhere (laughs) she's like yeah that's great um my my youngest she's still she's a big time mama's girl and she brags all the time my mom's a fire dancer and stuff (laughs) yeah so it's it's mixed yeah so when you got into hula hooping did you have the intentions to start doing hula hoops with fire when did you get into the fire aspect of it so um no i i didn't think i was going to do fire first going into it in fact i i'm i've seen other people do it and i i I was so i thought it was stupid like that's just so dangerous you know that mom (laughs) side of me like that's just so dangerous and like what is the point in doing this um but it was about a year in that i changed my mind um so a couple of my friends so anna and Paige, who are in flames and dames with me and uh, our friend Yusuke, we went on a like a field trip kind of thing to detroit to go to the detroit fire collective where they have a community out there um, and they do every monday they have a flow jam where you can go out there and meet your community there's poi spinners dragon staffers hula hoopers and any prop you want to bring there's people there you can ask questions Um, it's wonderful and then at the end of the night they hold a fire safety meeting and they go through the ins and outs of fire safety. And if you complete the course, you can spin fire at the end of the night if you're wearing proper attire. 
you're surrounded by well-seasoned performers. Mm. And um, I brought my fire hoop with me because um, it, it was about like before we were getting ready to go to the field trip that I, I was like, okay, I'm going to get a fire hoop and I think I might try it. I don't know for sure. I did my first burn there and it was both terrifying and exhilarating at the same time. It, my heart was beating so fast, but at the same time, I was like, this is really cool and I would love to keep doing it. Got some bass in here. Way to go, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, so that was the first time you ever did hula hooping on fire yes or what do they what do they call it what is it called fire hooping fire, or hooping, fire dancing fire yeah. dancing mm -hmm. is that the only thing you do that that with fire uh no i've i've actually expanded to other props as well okay so actually hula hoop is not even my favorite prop anymore to spin on fire um i spin what's called a dragon staff and um it's basically a staff um it's about five feet wide five feet long wow. and then it has these three spokes that stick out the sides of it on okay. each end and the idea is to roll it down your body and i've gotten to the point where i can kind of like spin it around my back and like do little flips with it and it it's badass like it looks like a battle weapon of some kind it's so cool <laughs> it's my favorite prop <laughs> wow yeah you'd so, have to see it i'll show you a video sometime. yeah i'll have to yeah. see that yeah. So do you um, have any like fire safe, like do you have a fire extinguisher nearby when you're doing it? Yes. Yeah, so we have a fire extinguisher nearby, um, but we don't, we don't use a fire extinguisher on ourselves. It's just for like the grass or something like that or something um, were to light on fire on the ground. Um, but we always have one-to-one um, -one safety to performer ratio. Okay. So um, there's always somebody standing by with a fire safety blanket. So if somebody were to catch on fire, we have steps that we take. Um, so let's say I'm spinning fire and I light my leg or on, on fire and Anna's safetying me. She'd say, Nat, right leg. And then I'd freeze and kind of, and I would try to get it out myself, but she would be right there to take it out with, with the fire blanket. Okay. Yeah. So has I'm, it ever happened? Um, so not very often, honestly, um, we know it's really important to keep the fire moving. Um, you don't want to just sit there like this, <laughs> otherwise it'll give more of a chance to, to catch us on fire. But we also right. wear like uh, cotton, 100% cotton is really good to wear, um, natural fibers. We try to, we avoid um, like the, like polyester and things that melt towards the skin. Okay. Um, whereas cotton, if it lights it, it burns away from the skin. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So is this something that you've thought about teaching people, like maybe doing courses um, I mean, I would assume that cause you're obviously busy in the summertime. Um, does it slow down in the wintertime? Would this be something that you'd be interested in doing? Absolutely. Actually, this is something we've been talking about a lot. So the only thing keeping us from being able to build a community where we can teach other people flow arts in the Lansing area and, and teach people how to do fire performing, um, is that we need an, in, uh, something like an indoor space that has like a concrete floor, someplace we can go in the wintertime where we're not going to be freezing our asses off mm -hmm. while we're teaching people how to do it. But absolutely, we want to hold workshops. We want to bring more people into the community if we can. Yeah. So putting, putting that out into the ether. Put, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I am saying it as often as I can. Like we need an indoor space, some some place big and open with concrete floor that so we can teach in. Is this something you're looking to do under your business, your personal business? So 
this wouldn't be something that would necessarily go towards my business. It's more of something that we, as Flames and Dames, us girls, okay. we want to bring more community together. It's more of a personal endeavor for right. us to build a community in Lansing. Um, there have been, you know, uh, fire, uh, flow jams in the past that were hosted by Lansing Hoops. Um, but but I don't know. And that's another business uh, um, owned by Missy Cook. She's a friend of ours as well. Um, but I, they're not doing them anymore. So we, we want to make it like a consistent thing that people can come to and can grow right. one place, um, just like the Detroit Fire Collective, but here in our area. Yeah, that'd be cool. I would imagine that a lot of young people would be interested in doing that. Oh, absolutely. You know, because it's, yeah. it, it's physical exercise, right? Right. You're pretty active. Yeah, it's it's not only physical exercise, but I'm telling you that like the active flow is very, it's good for the mental health too. Like I know, um, especially if I'm listening to a song that's inspiring to me and I'm moving with the hula hoop or whatever prop I'm spinning, I, my mind is, is just empty. Like I'm just, just going with the flow, just feeling the music. And, mm -hmm. and I know that there's probably a lot of young people, you know, I remember being a younger person and struggling and not really have anybody to talk to and not having an outlet. I just think that if we had a home for a flow arts community, that a lot of young people would, it would help them with that, you know, with their yeah. mental health and physical health and all of those things and make friends and absolutely and it, it helps people to have a sense of community i mean right. it's kind of like going to a gym or you know like a crossfit gym or whatever yeah. you know like you go there you do whatever you're doing and you're doing it with other people so you're all kind of struggling together yeah and it makes you have the sense of community exactly yeah. exactly and then the funny thing is about flow artists too that we joke about is like a lot of us are just kind of socially awkward people anyways <laughs> you know like and so it's like um all are welcome you know right non-judgmental because we're all weird we just you know like, <laughs> we're playing with flow props and just hanging out and enjoying music and that's kind of funny um because doing this podcast i've met a lot of different artists and no no performers yet no like like not nobody like you okay um but all the artists that i've had on they're all different you know not not necessarily like outcast or anything like mm -hmm. that but they're, they're they're unique in their yeah. own in their own eccentric. way eccentric yeah. eccentric yeah yeah so yeah i think you're right about that yeah you know? yeah definitely um i don't remember what i was gonna say i was gonna say something <laughs> i don't remember what it is now <laughs> so where do you see this in the next five years flames and dames your business everything i would like to see kind of what I mentioned earlier, within the next five years, I would like to have a website built with a shit ton of uh, performer options. And people can go on this website and do like an a la carte thing of what, you know, they can go on our calendar and see if this person is available on this date and they can, they can hire them for their wedding receptions or festivals or something like that. That would be a wild wedding. Right. Wouldn't that be badass? Yeah. We actually, uh, we did a, we do LED performances too. So oh, some cool. venues don't allow the fire. Right. And so we have LED props that we can perform with. And we did a wedding reception not too long ago. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I, I in, within the next five years, I would like to see us um, expand to other acts. And I would like to see um, more people reaching out to me to hire these acts so we can get more performers work. Because a lot of times, right. you know, what happens is we'll give a quote 
and they're just like, oh, we're not going to pay that much or or people want um, performance artists to work for free. Oh, you know, you'll get exposure and stuff like that. And and that's great to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And we we have no issues with doing community work. Right. But for a lot of us, this is our bread and butter or our dream. And this is we put hundreds of hours of work into this. Our insurance is expensive. Oh, I bet. You know, stuff like that. So liability. Liability. I I couldn't imagine. Right. There's a lot that goes into it. And so what I would like to to build on is uh, an appreciation for the arts mm-hmm. and to get these performers paid for for their hard work. They deserve to, to have the job that they want and, the, uh, you know, their dream job. Are the other performers that you work with, are they paid? Yes, I pay yeah. them. Oh, wow. um, we have done community events. So our Charlotte events for the longest times, we got paid in p- tips alone. Wow. Um, we got our first sponsor for the last one. So we were actually able to get paid oh, like cool. what we normally Who's would. Who's your sponsor? reflections boutique in in charlotte okay yeah cool yeah it was really cool and unexpected and um because of that sponsorship we were able to bring on creature of one and do live music for the first time okay so we were flowing to live a live band it was so bad how did you do it before um, so I bring out my Bluetooth speaker and we have our song lists. We have okay. a set list that we go by and okay. then we just go through the songs that we picked out for each each act that cool. we do. So yeah. what kind of music are you doing this to? Is it like techno? I would imagine that some of it would have to be techno. That's the cool thing about our group is like the three of us are so different. So like <laughs> I'm 10 years older than, than the other girls Country in the music. group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be so fun. <laughs> so I, I mostly like... Um, Hip hop and R and B, or or um, like, like what? um or pop music. Like I like a lot of Michael Jackson music. Oh, okay. But then um, I feel like I feel like Anna likes a lot of EDM, and and Paige probably is a mix of both. Like okay, pop and EDM type music. So, but we all have like our different dance styles too. So one of my favorite songs to dance to is it's called "The Business" by Tiesto. It's don't like know an, it. it. I don't know. It's a sweet <laughs> song. I like that one a lot. Okay, I have yeah. to check it out. Um, but yeah, pretty much any Michael Jackson song. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty basic <laughs> when it comes to my music choices too. They're always like, ah, oh, this one again. I'm like, I'm a creature of habit. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I know this one. That's hilarious. So you're currently in the market for having other sponsors on too. Right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So. I've been hosting the Charlotte Fireflow Jam series. This will be this was our four, my fourth year doing it, wow. and um, it started off with just some people who did fire dancing as a hobby. We did it in the back parking lot of Windwalker Underground Gallery in Charlotte. Okay. Excuse me, and um, it's it's slowly expanded to like professional level fire performers and we've been moved to the old courthouse museum which is smack dab in the middle of the town uh, of charlotte and it's like like if you go through charlotte it's like you can't miss it it's like on the main two roads there that's what i was saying yeah. uh, last week last friday we were driving by we were heading home and i'm like hey here's a the, I don't know what I said, but the fire event, or because yeah. I didn't oh, really there know. It is. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I wonder if that's the girl that's supposed to come on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so funny. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, you can't miss it. Which right. Is cool. So, do you typically do it at nighttime because it adds to the effect? Yes, you can see the flames a lot easier, and then yeah. we we get out our LED props sometimes too, and you can see those a lot better at night. So we usually do it from nine to ten. Okay. Um, either on a Friday or a Saturday night. How do you keep the the props lit 
So we use camp fuel, like white gas, um, like Coleman's camp fuel. Okay. Um, You just dip it in it? Yeah. So there's these little marshmallow things at the end. They're wicks. um, And we just dip it in in the fuel. And then um, we spin off any excess fuel that's, that's on the wicks. And then we light them up, and they usually each performance is about four minutes long. Okay, the length of a less, song. Yeah, yeah, just about. Okay, yeah, cool. Um, and uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't remember. I'm sorry. This is my <laughs> like I said. This is my first podcast back since my kids have been. I have been sick, and my kids have been sick. So oh, no my brain is like <laughs> trying to trying to get back into this. It's no pressure. No, it's totally fine. Um. So you have one sponsorship and you're looking for more. You're looking for a space. Yes, primarily we are looking for a space that How big of a space? I have a, a, a location in mine. <laughs> you don't do you want to do you want to list it? I would love to. So um you know, I'm I live in Charlotte and we have the Eaton County Fairgrounds there and like they have the main building that's right up front where we have the saloon for Frontier Days. Okay. Yeah. The inside of that building is huge. It's all cemented on the ground. It would be perfect for the the community for like a flow arts community the thing is is in the winter time they use it for storage mm. and so um there was another event coordinator in town i had met with recently who was saying you know man i wonder if you know we could find a way that they would make their money that they would for storage and we can use it for these events throughout the winter time yeah as well. why not so that's something that is in the works but have you talked to anybody about it not yet not, not yet. yet i i'm like i don't know sometimes i get a little like maybe I'm asking too much. I should just go for it because the worst That's they could say is syndrome. no. I know it is. It is. Uh, the worst they could say is no. So, that is the worst they can say. Yeah, maybe I will. I'll get a hold of them tomorrow. You will. I'll do you it. Will. I'm gonna you do will. it. You'll do it. Just go get that big B coffee. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or Starbucks. Or Starbucks. Yeah. Drive drive to Lansing and get Starbucks. Currently looking for a Starbucks sponsorship or Vans because we all wear Vans as well. Vans. Yeah. No Converse. I wear Converse too, but okay. but I do like Vans better because they're a little more wide in the front. Okay. Little, like the suede ones are a little bit more comfortable. I know what I was going to ask you when my brain went dead. Um, do you guys do any like comedy acts like like with? Huh. <laughs> well. Um, you know. I, you know what I'm talking about like. Like if you. I don't know. I guess I don't know how to explain it, but is there like a way to make what you guys do like a, a comedic act? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I don't know that we've ever, ever done any comedic acts, but I have tried to put one together before kind of where, you know, like I'm dressed like some raggedy clown or something like that. And the hula hoop is misbehaving and like if i step on it a certain way like with my heel it comes up and smacks me in the butt or something and like you know (laughs) that kind of thing um how does that go over with a crowd well you know i practiced it at home it wasn't something that i've done for a live audience before but um with that said we are going to be doing more choreographed acts going into next year um so we we did our final show of the 2021 series last friday and we did our finale was a choreographed fire performance choreographed dancing mm. um and we're we've discussed doing more of that next year so who knows maybe there'll be a comedic choreographed one in there too yeah that'd be i yeah. mean if, if there's a way to do it that'd be that'd yeah. be cool and entertaining i yeah, would think for sure yeah that would be cool i'm trying to figure out how we would do it with I, fire but i'm think i think we could do it <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you would do it without it being like cheesy. 
Well, you know? <laughs> yeah, but the cheese might be funny too. Yeah, that's true. It could be. Yeah. Yeah, especially yeah. if we like fully commit to the cheesiness. Absolutely, you know, like yeah. like we're unaware of how cheesy it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, is there? Would you consider yourself a professional? At this point, yes. Yeah, and is there actual like professional professionals out there? You know, like uh, like like is there like a celebrity following of like of this? I would say, uh, yes, there are people that I follow like on Instagram who are, you know, they have huge sponsorships like by Fireball um, and like, okay. they travel to like Las Vegas and do shows. Um, one of them is Grace Good. Okay. Um, is... She's actually come to Michigan before for a hoop dancing event that we have in Charlotte called Spin Sanity Flowdown where you set world records there mm. and there's like live performances and she came out for I think the first year of that event and then she's just blown up since then. Oh wow. Yeah. So is this something that you've thought about getting involved in like tr competing? It, I'm assuming there's competitions. There has to be competitions. There right? are. Yeah, for funsies. Yeah, I would totally do for it for funsies. fun. <laughs> but um, you know, I and I've done I I did Spin Sanity the first year um but because I have kids, I don't know that I could like travel as much as she does. Like right. I couldn't take it to the that level myself. But maybe some of the people um, under the Motley Misfits or some of the people I know would be would be able to do something like that. Cool, yeah. that would be yeah. cool. Yeah, that I, would be cool. Because I know, like for myself, anything I do, it's like a it has to be a competition. Yeah, like I have to compete at something. And so I would imagine, like, if I were to get involved in this, I'd be like, how can I compete? Oh, yeah. Like, kind of watching your competitors and stuff. Like, okay, yeah, I could do that. I could do that. All right, I got to work on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Yeah, there's a little bit of that yeah. for sure. Um, but I feel like the flow community is so, so small. And um, where there are some bad apples, just like any community, um, for the most part, we all love and support each other. I mean, there are people that I guess, like um, – you know, a couple of my friends I had mentioned, like Missy Cook and Jenny Wags, who ha also have their own hula hooping businesses that they're working on. It's what uh, are their businesses called? Well, so it's Yoga Round was the the yoga and hula hoop right. mashup, and yeah. then Lansing Hoops. Um, you know, she I, I'm not sure what she's into right uh, right now, but she f she throws the annual Michigan Hoop Dance Retreat. Okay. And um, that's that's always really cool, too. Um, both of them teach classes here and there and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I, I feel like where we could be considered competition, it doesn't feel that way. We're all very supportive. We share each other's work. We, you know, we encourage right. each other. It's more of like an art, an art type of thing. It's not yeah, something I you, see you it's succeed. not like a sport. Right. The world's yeah. big enough for all of us. So, <laughs> like, yeah, we all just bring in our different flavors, I guess. Now, do you currently have a website? Yeah, so we have a couple of them. So it, um, my solo website is natspins.com, and spins is with a Z. Okay. And then it's uh, flamesndames.com. So not and, it's flames and then the letter N, okay. dames.com. That's on your shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool.
Yeah. Awesome. So if somebody wanted to book you, how could they do that? Would they just go to your website? Would they find you on social media? Well, they could email me natspins at gmail.com. Okay. Yep. Or we have flamesanddames517 at gmail.com. Okay. Um, either one. Yeah, you can reach me at either. Oh, I also have a business phone number that I can't ever memorize. <laughs> but I can give you, if anybody wants to give me a call or if you have an idea of some sweet event that we can make or, happen or a sponsorship or a sponsorship or a location vans or <laughs> big b or uh here we go here's my phone number if y'all want to text or call me <laughs> <laughs> it's 810-373-2302 for a good time <laughs> people are gonna call you non-stop now <laughs> <laughs> you said a good time <laughs> it's not what <laughs> oh my gosh that's hilarious so what kind of sponsorships are you looking for i mean because you're sponsored by a boutique in charlotte yes um are you just looking for anybody i mean it would be preferable to be some of like things that would be useful to us you know i like to stay authentic yeah you know like um i was thinking it would we use white gas is there like a company that sells like i know there's like pro propane businesses and that maybe right. they have white gas or something and they'd be willing to sponsor our our fire shows um also i wasn't kidding about vans we all wear vans and we wear them out and like if we could get a sponsorship with them that would be amazing have um, you ever tried to reach out to them um i actually did just like three days ago they they actually they have um this thing on their website right now about like hey you know if if you're an artist and you um have an idea in mind we might be willing to pay for it or something oh, wow. like that and so i submitted a picture of us and a description of what what we do and what we're looking for and hopefully they they like it that'd be cool that would be cool yeah i i've reached out to some big companies for sponsorship like at the start i'm like yeah this is going to go somewhere yeah and um uh, the companies that I reached out to, they were like, no, we're not sponsoring anybody right now, but we will send you a bunch of stuff. And so they sent me like uh, jockey was one of them. What? That's cool. Um, Cause I was at, I was in the jockey store and they were like, um, would you like to donate money for people in foster care? It was like some thing that they were donating money to. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I was in foster care. Yeah. And then I found wow. out that the CEO is passionate about it because she was in foster care. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to reach out to her. So I reached out to her to come on the podcast and uh, she she declined. But um, because of that, they were like, we'll send you a bunch of stuff. And so, that is so I, cool. I literally got like $400 worth of clothes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is so cool. So yeah. she did you were you sharing like part of your story with her? And uh, I might have I might have yeah. told her a little bit about my past and why I'm doing the podcast and whatnot. And uh, they were like, oh, you know, that we, we really li like what you're doing. Keep doing it. But, you know, she declines i know. love that that so, is so cool yeah it was cool so you know and they're like because you reached out to us and you know took the time to you know to tell us your story a little bit we'll send you some stuff and i'm like you don't have to yeah. i was just i was just wanting somebody to come on <laughs> wow that is so cool dude yeah. i i you know there's so many big businesses out there that they use their power for evil and not mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. And so when I see these big successful businesses doing good things in the world, it's just like, you know, it gives me hope for humanity still. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's cool as heck. 
Well, and I think a lot of times too is people will oftentimes like when you see like a big CEO like of jockey or something, you're yeah. like, oh, they're just some rich fuck. Yeah. You know, but you know these people came from nothing too at some mm -hmm. point, or you, they might have come from nothing. You know, they they have a story, and that's what made them successful. Yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. It seems like um, a common um, where, I mean, there's a couple different ways people could can go, but it seems like the the driven people who might be more perfectionist or harder on themselves or don't make enough time for themselves and put like everything into their work might have come from some weird background right right some kind of trauma right. to make them like that yeah you either go a couple different ways like yeah. you said you you just kind of follow that same path and you don't do anything you right. sit around and you become homeless or whatever you don't want to work or or you you go the other way we're like okay I'm not going to be that. Right. And I'm just going to do everything I can to not be that. Yeah. And as long as you're doing that and you're putting all your effort, like we said in the beginning, into whatever you want to do, it will more than likely be successful. It will. Yeah. You just got to put the time and the effort and right. the passion. It's exactly. All, it's all about passion. People will see that. Yeah. yeah. And gen you, you want to be genuine. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's absolutely true. Because um, one of my favorite sayings is like, your vibe will attract your tribe. So that is, I love that. I love that saying too, right? Because what happens is like, you know, like I was saying earlier in my life, I was doing everything that I thought I was supposed to to, to appease all these other people that no mm -hmm. matter what, I, it wasn't enough because there's something wrong in them, not me. Right. Um, and, you know, it came to a point where I was like, well, if I do my own thing, they're, gonna, they're not going to approve anyways either. So right. I might as well do yeah. it for me. Yeah. And what ended up happening is when I started living my more authentic life and it took a lot to figure out what that was, like, what do I even want? Then these people started attracting to my life that actually belong there. Mm -hmm. Like that because I'm giving my truest version of myself and putting myself out there into the universe, the people that I'm con connecting with are my real like friends or I'm really connecting or right. resonating with them. And they're know? the most supportive too. Right. You know, they're the ones that are, you're, they're always there to support you and, and root you on. Yes. I mean, that's one thing I've seen with this podcast. It's either made people angry, mm -hmm. <laughs> people don't like what you talk about, or yeah. there's people that are like, you know, I like what you're doing. Keep doing it. Regardless yeah. of like how crappy an episode is. Like I've had some really bad ones, especially in the beginning. Like mm -hmm. I'm just learning how to, right. how to interview people and whatnot. You know, people are always either going to like it or, or they're, they're not, you right. know, and the people that can see that there's, there's more to it, that there will be more to it are the supportive ones. And they're the ones that are always like, Hey, just keep going. Absolutely. Just keep going. And you kind of have to go through that. Like there's no getting around that phase of not knowing how to do it until yeah. you do it. Yeah. Right. You got to yep. suck for a little while <laughs> before you figure too. it out. Yeah. It sucks. It's, it's so, embarrassing, right? It's so embarrassing. Yeah. Like, I don't want to publish this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's awesome that you trucked through it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, still, I have some rough episodes like this episode. I feel like it's rough. Really? I think it's I going think, great. Think so? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's rough. I'm like, uh, Oh, no, taking fine. time off is not good <laughs> yeah but it's good for you that's something i think it seems like you're you're probably a lot like me in that um you probably do a lot of work 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 and maybe mm -hmm. don't like you might feel guilty when you take time for yourself a little bit sometimes yeah 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 it's um, okay to take rest is that you? your phone is vibrating the whole table <laughs> um uh, yeah, th and that's the thing too. Is like when I'm interviewing somebody, I'm like, okay, I want it to be point point. I don't want there to be like any 
this is how it was. I, I didn't want it to be like like any silence, I guess. I wanted it to be oh, kind of yeah. like a, a I don't, smooth, a smooth flow, conversation, yeah. but that's not how conversations go all right. the time. Sometimes, you know, you're sitting there for a minute, like thinking, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just, it is what it is. Right, so. exactly. And, and this and, is kind of a strange conversation dynamic too, because like a lot of times when you're having conversations, um, there's a lot of questions back and forth or mm-hmm. something like that. So it's more, uh, it's kind of a different conversation dynamic and it is it is and you you got to learn your your guest you know you have to kind of get like how you got to feel them like yeah you know like get their vibes like like you have a good vibe like you're relaxed i can tell you're relaxed you're just kind of sitting there chilling (laughs) um but uh you know there's some people i interview i'm like i don't know like if they like what i'm saying or you know it's like deadpan yeah yeah Yeah. Like, I don't really want to be here. (laughs) (laughs) This guy's an idiot. I don't know why I agreed to this. (laughs) I'm weirded out. This looks like an interrogation room. (laughs) Am I under arrest? Does he work for the IRS? What's going on? (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, So it looks like we're 54 minutes in. Okay. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Any shout-outs you want to give? Any shout-outs? Let me see. I want to give a shout-out to my best friend, Bree. Um, so, you know, how I was saying, like, your vibe attracts your tribe. Well, you know, my friend Bree has been, oh, man, my rock through a lot of the changes in my life and um, divorce and me after divorce trying to figure out who the F I am as a single mom and like still having this crazy dream of being a professional hula hooper and and just she watched me fail over and over and over again but she still stuck it through through all the mental health stuff and like I don't know that I would be here today without her mm-hmm. so I want to give a shout out to her because she's like she's like a sister she is my sister so that's yeah. awesome yeah shout out to brie you're shout dope out to brie you are <laughs> dope as hell girl <laughs> <laughs> all right um and again you're, you can be found on social media you yep. have a website i will put all of that in the show notes okay so sweet. do um, you want me to like send you anything or i don't think so okay you got no. everything sweet. yeah I sh- I, i'll just look up on social media okay. and find your stuff you are prompt so. i like that <laughs> you're on the ball oh, i no. try to be i do I don't like my guests to have to do work, you know? Yeah, I like that. Less work is good. Yeah. Um, if you do, if you agree to an interview, that should be the work. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't have to take any more time out of your day to send me stuff. I like that. I'm yeah. going to take notes because, like, you know, eventually I might start my own podcast. And... There, there was this girl that I, I did a podcast with, and I really like her. She's a really nice girl. She does her own podcast, and it was over, um, it was over Skype or something. Mm-hmm. It, and uh she i had to re- i had to download uh a th- some app to record myself and then send it to her and i had to edit and ever- i'm like why why am i doing this i'm the one being interviewed yeah my your guest should not have to do any work like yeah. you should be the one doing the work agreed and uh it should be effortless li- yeah. for them so yeah yeah i i always assumed that interviews were just l- like or podcasts were just live like or like either over the phone or face to face but we were asking and discussing things live right well it's not live or you know what i but mean it can but be. it's all in one recording right yeah but but the way she had done it was like she sent you the questions and then you recorded nope. yourself separately or nope something? nope it was a live interview oh, um okay. so we were talking mm-hmm. but i recorded myself but in order for her to get 
my recording i had to edit it and like finalize it and send it to her oh my gosh and she never ended up getting it and i never ended up doing the, like she never published that episode <laughs> so yeah yeah because i'm like i have no idea how to do this it was some app i've never used oh wow but, yeah. yeah that sounds like a lot yeah so hmm. yeah and uh when you decide to start a podcast um let me know and i will have you back on to talk about it yeah that'd be cool yeah yeah any right. idea what you'd call it well, uh, grow with the flow. Grow with the flow. I like it. Yeah. You have good names. Thanks. I like it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a minute to come up with that. <laughs> yeah, I like it. It seemed like you just knew. Yeah. Feels right. Feels right. <laughs> and you said, I'm sorry, I know we were wrapping this up, but you said that um, it would just be you and possibly interviewing other people, or would you have like a co-host? So it would just be me. Um, so I've been doing personal writing basically since I was in the second grade, like okay. all my life. I have all of these journals that I've been, and like, I have a unique story. I was like homeless for a long time when I was younger. And Why like, weren't we talking about this? I know, I know, but I, I, there was just so much to cover. Like literally it's just, there's so many boxes in the back room that I haven't really opened up yet. Okay. And that's, that's the kind of stuff is like, I've, I've been through the ringer. I went through the ringer at a very young age. And um, I feel like because I've been able to overcome this stuff and I mean, I still have things that I s battle with and like mm -hmm. traumas and things, but I, I want to tell other people you can do it too and use my life as an example and like here are some things that I did. Maybe this will help you, but it'll be like therapeutic for me to kind of like sort out and talk about these things that I've kind of kept right. to myself. Yeah. Um, but then also I hope that inspires other people. Even, I think it for sure will. Even when I was going through the stuff just as a younger kid, I've always been like spiritual, not religious, but like I'm going through this for a reason. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use this someday. I don't know if it's going to be writing a book or, or something, but there's no way in hell that my story is just going to be contained inside of me. Like I have to share it. So I was going to use podcasting as an out outlet for that. And then also bring on other people. It's and perfect. Yeah. It, podcasting is perfect for telling your story. And yeah. that's, that's one of the reasons why I started this was to tell my story. Yeah. And I was homeless at one point too. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's why I was like, we should have talked about yeah. that. Like, I, I could relate in so many different ways. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And you obviously were able to overcome right. a lot of it. I mean, obviously you still struggle with things. We all do. Yeah. Um, but you have an outlet. Right. You have a way to express yourself and Exactly. And it and I'm able to convert convert it into good. Right. I've yeah, I've been able to find a place to put that bad energy. Yeah. That isn't like why <laughs> you know, why did you do this or why did this happen? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and people people obviously look up to that. Like, I mean, they have you at their events, you know, or yeah. you go to schools and you give your your inspirational speech, and right, and then people can see where you came from and where you are now. Right, exactly. It's really cool. Cool. I like that. We're gonna. I think we'll have to have another conversation. We're going to. We're gonna need. We're to. going to. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, you need to sort through your stuff first. Yeah. And, right. You know, but. It's been awesome. It's yeah. been a pleasure. Thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's been enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you.